What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of Son of a Button Masher. Ooh. Yes. My name is Alex, along with my brother, brother Wiley. We're already past Halloween. Was that supposed to be scary? No, it was just it was supposed, to be, it was supposed to be dramatic and oh. exciting. Okay. Um, so that he's Wiley. I'm Alex. Yeah, I'm Wiley. Um, yeah. We got that established. Well, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because there is a dramatic thing kind of happening this week. It is launch week, um, which huge deal. So Xbox Series X and S came out on the 10th. And um, as of recording this, PS5 came out today, which today is the 12th as of recording this, but a couple of days ago by the time we post this. So huge week for gaming. Um, Got me thinking and... I'm going to apologize right now to PlayStation Access because I kind of ripped this off from one of their videos, but it got me thinking a lot about the launch titles that we saw growing up, um, like as the new systems came out and stuff. So, because there was a lot of amazing things that caught my eye growing up as, as like new generations came out. I was wondering if uh, we had any launch titles that we could talk about. Wiley, did you have, what was like, what was like the first launch title you remember getting really hyped for when, when a new system came out? Oh man. Um, well, let's. I'm just gonna say this right now. I've played video games all my life, but launch titles have never really been something that I've been like hyped about really? until like around the Xbox time. And even then, I didn't really realize it was a launch title until later on. Like, just like it, the idea that it was new games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like I was buying the systems, so I wasn't really like, oh man, this new system's coming out. It's kind of like, well, we'll see what happens. I'm just going to enjoy what I have right now. So, uh, but I will start with Halo because Halo, you could make the argument, is the greatest launch title of all time. And it's got a special place in my heart because it was the the my intro to the Xbox. And really, I mean it really catapulted first person shooters even farther ahead in society and people's minds when it came to video gaming. I mean, it was, it was the end all be all for first person shooters, especially, I mean, for the Xbox, it, it was the Xbox. It was the only reason you were going to get the Xbox when it first launched. That's true. I mean, you think about it, like, I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I think I might've said this before already, but Halo was the only reason I ever considered getting an Xbox in the first place. Cause those games looked so cool. I remember like pouring over reviews uh, and stuff o- over those games just to see what they were like before before I got them. I'm like, I-, I may pick up an Xbox 360 or something like that. So, well, and think about think about the importance of that because if it wasn't for Halo, would the would the Xbox even be around? I mean, would that would it have floundered and then just petered out? Like, you know, we've got like, oh yeah, was it Stadia? And like the GameCube, you can go back to like, uh, oh, what was it? What was the, there was a, a recent one. Um, it was a console, but it wasn't PlayStation, Nintendo or Xbox. Was, was it the Stadia? I don't know. It, it was its own. The Google Stadia was, it was the, its own system. Was the, cloud, was the cloud system. Um, the only other thing I can think of was, was the Atari. It was the Atari. Yeah, Wii. it wasn't Stadia. It was something else. Or, or you might be thinking of the Alienware box that they had. No, I am. I well, if you think about to, it, uh, if it's that forgettable. I, I'll figure it out. But it, it just makes you wonder the importance of Halo 
for Xbox and Microsoft. I mean, it was everything. Mm -hmm. It made people have to buy an Xbox. It got them into the door and then they were able to build on that. And not only that, but Halo in, in itself, it's just a phenomenal game. It really is. It was so good. It was, I mean, you had co-op campaign, which is always awesome. Multiplayer was top notch. Uh, just, I mean, it was Halo multiplayer. Yeah, it was. It was the best. It was at the top. Everybody needed it. Everybody had to have it. And, you know, you saw the beginning of kind of voice chat on Xbox Live. You saw the beginning of Xbox Live. There's just so many things important that it's so much that xbox was able to build off of just because of this one game and so halo is definitely it's a good place to start and that's where Mm -hmm. i'll start right there that's a that's a really strong start and i gotta say like because like if it weren't for halo i mean you think about i I don't know if like gears of war may have had the might have had the same platform um as it did if you think if you really think about it like it may have done well and on playstation or wherever else but you know, if it weren't for Xbox and like really and Halo really making a name for multiplayer and strong shooters, Gears of War might not have happened. I mean, we, we don't know. Um, so that's that's very and true. And to Halo, Halo is to Xbox, but really Call of Duty is to shooters, I guess. I, I don't know if that comparison makes a whole lot of sense, but like it's such such a strong idea. You think about like the sci-fi shooter, and of course that made way for uh, Destiny later on, which arguably is worse um but still i mean it's still made a way for a lot of things that a lot of people are into now and halo is really like the genesis of all that so you know like call of duty was like probably like the biggest name to multiplayer shooters but uh but to xbox i think halo probably made the biggest name out of all of them um for for that kind of multiplayer genre you know so that's yeah, it's super huge for sure. Um, I'm going to go off with kind of a kind of a different angle. Um, the the one I remember really getting excited about was like seeing all of this stuff for the Wii, like for the very first Wii, and the idea of motion control. Um, so the first thing that I the I remember when it came to when the Wii was coming out was uh, Excite Truck. Or, do you remember Excite Truck? Yes. Yes, I do. Excitrek was awesome. And the funny thing is, is I never owned that game for the Wii whenever I had the Wii for myself. But I remember specifically standing in a game store waiting for like 20 minutes, waiting to get that, the, the I was going to call it the Joy-Con, the, the Wiimote in my hands to literally drive a truck on a screen. And my little like 10 year old mind was blown. It was so cool just to see the the screen or the truck reacting to movements I was making and and the, you know that being translated. To me that was like the first real revolutionary. And I think I could say like Nintendo probably made some of the like biggest or maybe not the biggest leaps, but some of the most odd and leaps in technology and design that they just shot for the moon and they landed there half the time half the time so, half the time is the yeah. important important phrase there 60 percent of the time it works every time that doesn't make sense they misfired and they blew up before they even got close to the moon well yeah, well, Wii U happened. We all acknowledge it. Let's just move on. I'm not even um, talking about the Wii U. The Wii U, 
I mean, it wasn't necessarily a success in like sales, but it was fun. Yeah. Like Nintendo Land was as entertaining as I'll get out of any I, I agree. I love Nintendo Land. Super well, fun. Let me ask you something. What was your favorite game on that on that uh, particular one? On Nintendo Land? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it was the... Um, it's the Mario Chase. I mean, Mario Chase. I agree. I dude, totally Mario agree. Chase was too much fun. There was there was just there was the perfect amount of strategy to it, but it was so simplistic that it was like mm-hmm. you never really got in over your head or like somebody had the advantage, like they just knew a secret or something. It was just like mm-hmm. you got to corner him, you got to chase him down, you got to do whatever you can, and it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like Mario Chase is definitely one of the best, but also just like in general, it's a fantastic title and had like so much content to it. Personally, I, I really loved Mario Chase and I would say that is my favorite, but I also really love the Luigi's Mansion Ghost Hunt or whatever that was called. Um, yes. And that was the, uh, I liked the Animal Crossing one where you had to, you controlled the. It was like the little police officer guys or whatever, and you had to go catch the other ones while they had to distribute the berries. Right. They'd like grab the berries and go like score them for points for your team. That one was a lot of fun too. Or and, and if you think about it, like the Pikmin, the Pikmin minigame as well had like an entire game inside yeah. of the game. It did. You know, and there was there was a lot of good. It was a lot of good, uh, f- uh, interesting ideas that were not introduced yet in video games. That you know, they'll probably be forgotten right. to a degree because this the console didn't do well. But as a game in itself, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it made great use of the launch pad, which those launch titles are tend tend to be what they're supposed to do. I mean, and if you think about the perfect example of that, can't really bring up launch titles without bringing up Wii Sports. That was that was one of the ones I was going to talk about. Yeah, that Wii Sports for sure. I mean, you could put that. It it's funny because people will probably remember it as one of the greatest launch titles, and it's not like the game was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. unbelievably like crafted, but it got you a a controller and because all the Wii Sports came with a controller, so you could buy another controller, and I mean. It was the first it was the first of that motion control where it was it was clean. It was it was a good motion control. It wasn't mm-hmm. still like experimental and still weird to try to control. I mean, yeah. It worked it worked pretty well. <laughs> well, that was the beautiful thing about it. It was it was really just the first foray into the motion um like motion I was going to call it motion capture. No. Just motion gameplay. But, you know, the idea of playing baseball and sports and, and, and all that sort of fun stuff was was just, an, uh, I guess, really a novel idea, you know. And it was really, I think, that point where people started to accept that says, you know what, games are actually a good way to get up and at them. And, of course, that was like one of the biggest, um, you know, selling point. What well, kind of selling points for that part of the system? But you know the, <laughs> and it was a great way to break your television screen because there was a lot of people <laughs> throwing their Wiimotes at the. Nobody TVs. had straps, and they told us all you gotta the time. Got to put the strap on, man. You got to put it around the wrist. Yeah, well, you know, what? Wii Sports also makes me think of because I, I was lucky enough to uh, get like a bunch of uh, different games when I when I was get, it was a birthday present when I got my first Wii. Well, my only my fr- the original Wii. Man, my brain's going places now. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. Like a little yeah. more than usual. I apologize. 
that post dinner, just before bed, low, yeah, kind of feels. Um, but uh, we play. Did you ever play We Play? <laughs> I did. Now I did play We Play. Now that had. I feel like that was a little bit more mini gamey than others yeah but it provided a lot of laughs like and it was one of the few games i actually played with my mom because my mom is not a gamer and any game that can make my mom want to say hey i want to try that is a good way to get people introduced into games i love i love that those are some of the most fun memories yeah well that was that was the whole like attraction i think for the wii nintendo was trying to make it seem like hey even old people will want to play this one <laughs> like they'd have commercials of like old people playing and stuff and it's like right well, that's a weird that's a weird audience to try to cater to but i mean it worked i mean they're nintendo they can do nintendo things yeah and i mean we sports did that we sports has its place in history because it was so goofy it was so bizarre but it was inclusive it allowed all kinds of people to play it and enjoy it whether you were a hardcore gamer or you'd never played a game in your life and for that it definitely has its place a- absolutely and you, you think about it, just how much impact that it had i mean it it got a guinness world record because of that game that game had sold the most because of what what Nintendo was able to do, that's yeah, wild. Isn't that, that that's pretty crazy. Well, and they included a controller with it. Yeah, that, well, there, that was always a sneaky way of them that. getting people to buy it. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, like it, it partially. I hate the Wii because really? it kicked off the whole motion. Well, it kicked off the whole motion sensors and the sensor bar, and then the Xbox is like, "Well, we gotta come out with the Xbox, the Connect," and then the then the PlayStation's like, "Well, we got the PSI," <laughs> and it never really got to the point where you were like, "Oh man, this is the tops." It's like eventually it was like, "Stop focusing on the motion and just give us good games." Like yeah. it started to take it started to take away from the games themselves but you know what it's in the past we're more focused on games now than ever and i'm happy with that so we can look back and we can laugh now yeah at least it wasn't the i toy from ps2 oh boy way back in the day and i gotta i gotta be honest with you i remember being like super excited about the i toy that i just would look for all the i toy games and they'd have it in walmart and the, 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 okay, for those of you who don't know, the iToy was like the predecessor to the PSI, um, which, which kind of came with the Move system. So, of course, you know, we happened and Connect happened, and I think PlayStation was the last one to join the party. But if you think about it, they're actually the first to kind of start the trend because, like, in, I think it was 2002 or three, they had iToy Play, they had iToy Antigrav, and they had a bunch of different, like, really clunky iToy games that basically literally just took a video of you in the camera and that would be your <laughs> your uh, avatar inside the game. So you'd have to like punch to your left or your right or up and down <laughs> or you try to have to manipulate a, an anti-gravity skateboard. I'm over here shaking my head right now. This is bringing back so many bad memories of all oh those my terrible gosh. motion sensor games. <laughs> 
This seems like fun. Two minutes in. Oh. Stop it now. Why must I be tortured again by all this? Well, I remember like uh, I'm like being in a Walmart. They had an iToy demo and it was baseball. And I was literally jogging in place, looking like an absolute idiot. And the person <laughs> in the game not even moving. <sighs> Not even getting to second base, and I got out. I was mad. I went to go find my mom. I was bad. Bad eye toy. Got spanking. I don't know. It was it. Okay. All right. We've, <laughs> We've officially gone too far. This already. is the part. This is the part where Alex crosses <laughs> the line. Cross the line, sir. Kind of, kind of early for that in there. It's only like let's. It's not even barely halfway. Just, <laughs> boy, that escalated quickly. We're yeah. Let's just move forward. Okay. So what was what was your next one on your list, my friend? Uh, the next one on my list. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put down here. Um, NFL 2K. Oh, okay. Now, NFL 2K, I'm going to say NFL 2K because Madden had been unchallenged for quite some time. And 2K took the ball and ran with it. And they said, no, we're going to make a football game too. We're going to challenge Madden. And I think they made like, I think it was like three or four NFL 2Ks before... Madden before EA just took up the whole NFL license for themselves and 2K couldn't make NFL games anymore. Boom, that guy looks like he got hit by a freight train. They were, I mean, EA did it because they were scared because 2K was doing something that was way different. Their games, I believe the last NFL 2K, which was like 2K5, it was one of the best football games ever made. Mm -hmm. Critically reviewed well, did great, and... They only sold it for like 30 or 40 bucks. Wow. They were undercutting EA so bad with the price, and the game was top-notch. It was a full-fledged game. It wasn't like today where it's like, oh, it's 20 bucks. It's like a quarter of a game, like it's super mm -hmm. short or something. It wasn't like that at all. It was a full-fledged game, just like EA's Madden, but for less of, for less of a price and probably at the time better gameplay. And so, again, it was a launch title that spawned more 2K games. It was different. It played different from the Madden games. It was uh, more detailed in a lot of areas. And I, as a sports fan, really recognize the uh, importance of it. And also, it's a reason to constantly shake your head at EA and just go... You guys, you party poopers. <laughs> it's funny that you actually mentioned NFL uh, 2K because I grew up with NBA 2K5 specifically. I, I actually remember that buying that in Walmart and having the having a boss because they actually had a street mode in there too. Oh, you know. Oh, yeah. With, uh, with Ben Wallace on the cover. <laughs> ben Wallace with the crazy hair. <laughs> 2K, the 2K basketball games... Of absolutely, I mean, EA doesn't even make NBA Live anymore. I don't think. I think they stopped making it because it was so bad compared to 2K. Right, and now 2K is back in the but, you know back in the trash can with 2K21 being under fire for unskippable ads in their game. Yikes! Oh, jeez, boy. So it's yeah, there is that. Well, you know what? That's probably for the best. We just leave that to go. Bye, bye. <laughs> 
Um, Alex, do you have uh, another addition to this list? I, I do, actually. I'm kind of skipping forward into the future a little bit. Um, I remember seeing the launch trailer for the PS4, and one of the games really catching my eye was uh, Infamous Second Son. Um, which at the time was like kind of the showcase for the detail that the PS4 could really emulate along with like all the kind of controller features that they had with like the sound emanating from the controller to uh, a bunch of different um, really like unique controller variations. Um, I didn't buy it outright when I got the PlayStation 4, um, but I ended up, I I did end up getting it because I played Infamous 1 and 2, loved those games. They were phenomenal. Um, uh, but it was it was kind of weird playing with a different uh, character in Delson Row, but I grew to love him because it is just it was a fantastic game, fantastic story. If you haven't played it, go try it out. It is a great like superhero title, good third third person shooter kind of a game, but adventure, great story, um, and <laughs> cue sound effect. A lot of great Sly Cooper references. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. The streak starts again. Oh boy, it's like the Undertaker. It just keeps rising back out of the coffin. Back at one. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of great references in there. I, I wish I could go through all of them, but probably my favorite is anytime somebody would call Delson on the phone, the ringtone would actually be the Sly Cooper Thieves in Time um, theme. Wow. <laughs> So and there's there's a lot of Easter eggs in there. I, I'm not not even sorry. But oh, I know you're not sorry. I know that you don't have to say that. We know you are unapologetic about your Sly Cooper. I love. am unapologetic. I'm just sitting over here cackling like an evil witch. <laughs> that's that's no. That's enough. <laughs> Well, okay, and then um, to extend that, it also went into uh, Infamous First Light, which was a shorter game based on one of the characters you actually see in Second Son. Um, but it was it was also a good game, shorter, kind of like what they they, they have been doing with like Uncharted, um, Lost Legacy, and uh, now Miles Morales, which just came out today, which is a launch title. Go figure. Um, which oddly enough, I have it, even though I don't have a PlayStation Five yet. Not making that up. I literally bought the game before I bought the system. And I'm I'm not sorry. I'm actually just gonna stare at the box until I you have keep, You keep saying you're not sorry. <laughs> Are you ever sorry about anything? I I'm sorry about saying sorry too much. I'd I'd say that's oh, that works. <laughs> I guess. Alright. Do you have uh do you have anything else? Um the last one I had was from PlayStation 3 era which was MotorStorm. MotorStorm was like a it was like a racing game and jumping from the PS2 to the PS3, they enabled all the PlayStation 3 like level HD graphics and all that fun stuff. It was one of the most gorgeous looking games I had ever had ever played at the time. It looked really good. I remember playing a demo of it. It looked really good. I was like, "Wow." It was really it was like it was a ki- the the visuals were yeah. off the charts. I think at the time. for me what it was is like it was like the first time when um what, what do they call it? It was like the the sun glare, the the fake glare in the camera. I think that was like one of the first times it ever yeah, showed up. And yeah, of course that yeah, looked yeah. gorgeous because it wasn't overused yet. Um so that yeah, <laughs> that that 
flare. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, the the sun flare gimmick. Um, but yeah, it looks so good. Like the idea of the mud kicking him onto the screen. Whole nine yards with that game. And it was actually a really decent racer too. Um, which, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of that. And to me, I feel I feel like the most visually impressive racer that ever came out on PlayStation 3 was a split second, but Motorstorm was like the great launch title. So, um, and for those who don't know split second, go look it up. Really, really interesting game. I only ever played the demo of it, but it was a really cool concept for a racer. Um, all right, that's, that's enough of me yammering. What, what was your last launch title, my friend? Apparently it wasn't cool enough for you to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I looked at it for the longest time, and I was just like, still too expensive. And by the time I actually could afford it, I was like, nah, I got everything else. I'm okay. <laughs> well... That's an interesting endorsement, but <laughs> in, in in your defense, I have heard great things about that split second game. I didn't have the yeah. PS4 at the time, but it does look cool. Um, I am going to finish out with the Xbox 360. I think it was yeah the I think it was or no was it an Xbox One launch title? Yeah, I think it was Xbox One launch title. Okay, uh, Killer Instinct. Oh. they brought back Killer Instinct. And it had been gone for so long with the old rare days on the Sega and the Super NES with Killer Instinct 1 and 2, and I think they made a third one. I actually have but, um, tested out, again, the demo. It seems to be all about the demos today. It was a it was a cult favorite back in the day. It was like your, you know, matchup against Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and those games. Right. It was an off-brand Mortal Kombat, mostly, because yes. it was all monsters and, like, lizard people. And it was, and- and it was, it was violent. It, there was blood and stuff. But um, I remember watching my cousins play it when I was a kid, and I couldn't play it because it was violent. But I remember watching them play it, <laughs> and because I mean I wasn't allowed to watch either. But you know who, who's going to tell my cousins? No. <laughs> uh, but the I was really excited for the Xbox One because you know at the time there were a lot of fighters out there. There's it was a little saturated with fighting games, and it's hard to know which ones different how do they differ is it worth picking up and not only was the game great it looked fantastic it had the xbox one power really moving forward for it with the graphics Mm -hmm. and it was interesting because it had a model where you know you could download it for free and you got uh the first you got jago Mm-hmm. Free, just a one character, Jago. Free. You could do online. No. Oh. And then there was arcade mode. And then you could buy a la carte. You could buy characters individually, or you could buy packages or just the whole thing. Hmm. Uh, all the characters. That's kind of neat. But the interesting thing about it is, when it launched, it was just online play and arcade, pretty much. Those are the only things that you could really do. Mm-hmm. Your typical fighter. Years later, they completely revamped it. They added an entirely new kind of like campaign sort of mode where you would start out, you pick like a team of three different fighters and you'd have them like fight and have different scenarios be thrown in there. There were items. Huh. There was, it was really interesting. They, they really added to it 
years after it had already been out. But I mean, they had a lot of fun characters. You could be General Rom from Gears of War. <laughs> you could be, I think it was Rash from Battletoads was on there. Wow. Um, the Arbiter from Halo. So they added some really cool characters in with some of the classic Killer Instinct characters. It's awesome. It's it's such a fun fighting game. And as a launch title, I I have to uh, really give it up for Rare. They really came out swinging with that one, no pun intended. Right. But I think that's probably my favorite launch title just because I've enjoyed it the most. That and Halo... I enjoyed those the most when it came to the launch title. I I definitely agree with you. I, like I've I've only been I've n- not been in, uh, too involved with Killer Instinct before, but I know that they've had a lot of success where they've made multiple of them because I know I'm pretty sure they have a Killer Instinct two by now. Um, if I remember, no, they haven't. I could have sworn. Oh, oh wow, <laughs> on the Xbox One. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No. No, it's just been the Killer Instinct so far. Maybe maybe it was just the originals then. But they've just added packs over the well, years. Well, that is really stuff. cool. I, I love that those kind of dynamics where they just say, "Hey, you know what? We're willing to go ahead and let you play for free." Um, I Killer Instinct for Xbox is actually what Dead or Alive is for PlayStation. Um, for for the most extent, yeah. although I've never I've never tried that out. I know it's more of a Tekken kind of a model. Um, so, but I've never really been super interested. And that um, I definitely love me a fighting game. And uh, oddly enough, I was talking to Wiley before before the podcast started. Like, I'm getting back into Dragon Ball Fighters, which <laughs> arguably probably one of the best good 2D one. fighters I've ever seen outside of your one. traditional Marvel versus Capcom. It's easily the greatest Dragon Ball Z game. Yeah, ever I'd made. say so. Um, so, yeah, so love definitely love that. I'd love to actually like to check out Killer Instinct a little bit more. Hopefully next time we... Uh, we get together, we can try and play that sometime, hopefully. Who knows? Um, but we're kind of coming up to the end of our time here. Yes. So, um, but, you know, thank you so much for then uh, listening to our podcast, talking about a bunch of launch titles. Hopefully you were able to secure yourself an Xbox or a Series X or S or maybe a PS5. Oh, dude, it was the Ouya. <laughs> it was the... Uh, wait, that was the console I was thinking of. The what? The Ouya. How do you spell that? You don't remember? You don't remember the Ouya? I don't remember the Ouya. O U Y A. Ouya. I don't know this at all. It was you like. Don't the, remember that? Oh wait a minute! I've seen that controller before. Well. Let's just say it didn't really didn't really last a long time. I, I love so. the fact that I like I kept thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, it's the alienware thing, right? <laughs> no, sir. I do not follow. Dude. Well, what are you gonna do? I mean, if it's that, you know, I'm still waiting for like the the uh the Atari uh box coming back out. So that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, we'll see about that. Anyway, so anyway, thank you for listening. Um first off, we gotta take a little take ugh. Let's try that again. <laughs> if you know me, you know I gotta say things differently. <laughs> Speed marker. Um, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We actually have some business to take care of. Uh, first of all, go check out Fast Break Kids. They're on YouTube, Twitch.tv, Facebook, and Instagram. YouTube is where Wally posts a lot of their awesome videos, including one that we did recently, where I got to participate in, even which is. Let's see if I remember probabilities and protein powder, the Steiner mm-hmm. Chronicles. The Steiner Chronicles. One of the most funny videos 
I I've ever seen on YouTube. It's a real deal. As well as one that I've actually participated in. So definitely go check that out. I think we actually have that posted on our Facebook page as well. Um, and then I actually rewatched uh, um, one of my favorites, the Whack Hut that Mamba built. Um, and it was it's Wiley and I playing NBA Jam. I absolutely adore that game. It's so much fun. Um, so go check it out. And you can watch us eat candy for, for 12 minutes. Um, it, it was a good time. So For all you sugarholics out there. <laughs> exactly. Um, you can also check us out at Son of a Button Masher on Facebook. It's just Son of a Button Masher if you search in the search engine there. Um, we're also on YouTube. Not really doing much with the channel right now, although we have some ideas that we're cooking and brewing and um, marinating in there like a nice old steak. Um, so stay tuned for that. Please go subscribe there if you haven't already. And of course, you can find us here on Anchor.fm as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other streaming services that you can all find at Anchor.fm, including Breaker and several others that I don't really know a whole lot about. So if you are listening on there, I apologize. But if you are listening there, thanks so much. Um, any final thoughts you'd like to add, Mr. Wiley? Yeah, watch out for the launch titles because most of them suck. <laughs> <laughs> Three. <laughs> we just talked about good launch titles. Dude, there's a lot of bad ones out there. So hopefully hopefully you got some some backwards compatible stuff ready to go just in yeah, case. Yeah, thank God for that. Well, I'm doubling down on Spider-Man Miles Morales, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Should be a good call. In the meantime, I gotta go find myself a PlayStation 5. So uh, let's see how that goes. Yeah. Godspeed. <laughs> Thanks, Bowdy. Um, so if you have been listening this far, thank you so much for listening. It's been a great time having you here and I look forward to seeing you next week. But until then, in the, in the, in, in the, woo, let's try that one oh more Oh my time. gosh. Bye guys. <laughs> Alex is malfunctioning. <laughs> it's happening again. 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 We've got a malfunction it at the junction. game over from us. See ya. Bye, guys. Oh, boy. Man, that was a doozy. Sleep, Alex. Go sleep. <laughs> this is what happens when we record oh this late gosh. in the evening. I swear. Oh, boy. 60% of the time, it works every time. No!